Hello and welcome to Odd Spots. My name is Ryan Mullen and this is my podcast. Welcome. On this episode, I talked to Fabio Ricci. Fabio and I met in the Ottawa comedy scene, but as you'll hear in this episode, he does comedy and he does so many other things. He had told me that he had seen that I did an episode of this podcast in an escape room and he laughed out loud while reading that. And uh, so he had pitched a couple of ideas of where we could do an episode and he had said possibly a car wash. And while I love the idea and creativity, I didn't think it would work logistically for like timing wise or possibly audio. And so I came up with a couple ideas and I was so happy that he was as excited as I was to do it in what this this could be. Definitely up there for the most oddest of spots. Play the music! I'm here with Fabio Ricci. Fabio, where are we? What does it look like? And what are the sounds we might be hearing during this episode? Ryan, we are in uh, a Staples. Um, and uh, we're kind of, we're sitting in the desk area the desk section of the staples and we're kind of you had suggested a really nice (laughs) desk that was out in the open but um i'm scared that we're gonna get kicked out so we're now hiding behind something we're we're at a desk but it's behind something i think this is a good call i like the kind of closed off area yeah it's not insulting to the people that are like the people at work you're like hey can we just let these guys be here recording i don't know but like like i said i saw a couple guys earlier just sitting on the chairs looked like they were pretty comfortable and they had been there a while so i think people probably just hang out on these chairs were they podcasting as well no no i (laughs) i don't know if people have done that maybe this will be the first one at a staples yeah i'm not sure i see i'm just waiting to catch eyes with this this employee i'm gonna i'm not gonna draw any attention okay Okay, cool. Um, so with you, I wanted to start... First impressions are interesting where I first met you my first night of doing stand-up at Yuck Yucks. That was and your first night? That was my first night. Oh, wow. And that was, you were one of the first comedians that I met. And I find it interesting where like, I feel like Ottawa, because it's such a smaller community than like Montreal or Toronto, I feel like you meet people quicker. You meet like... If you go to a, a show, you'll know most people at the show now, right? Like there's, You'll probably yeah. only meet one or two people. I guess it's such a small community that it's cool how um, we're knowing each other better and we're tighter for that. Well, I feel like if you were in a bigger city, it would be taking so much longer to know everyone in the scene, right? For sure. Yeah. And I feel like I was lucky that I got to meet some, at least some of the nicer people like you where I was like, oh, okay, Thanks, this is man. this is great that it wasn't too intimidating. That's what I thought it would be when I first got into it. I was like, oh, these people going to be like witty at me and like mean or something, <laughs> but everyone's super supportive and nice. Yeah. I remember when I first started doing comedy in the Ottawa scene, like I dove right in. Like mm-hmm. I went, I dove right in. I was trying to get it like to, to as many independent shows as possible, shake as many hands, like meet yeah. new people. It was really like, it was a really exciting time, but I noticed that right away too. It was very inclusive. Like everyone was super nice super welcoming mm-hmm. um but yeah i do remember i think you you approached me at that show right it, the way that it worked was when i walked in i said hey to howard i'm like i'm here and he's like okay go check in with mark hadfield who's at the bar and so i talked to mark who was the host right. and you were standing next to him talking so that was last may right yeah okay that was like my third that was my first club show that was like oh, my third time really? doing stand oh okay ever. yeah because I was like, yeah, I didn't invite anyone. And you're like, that's what I did too. I'm like, okay, good. At least someone else also <laughs> did the same thing because I have another buddy who invited like 20 people. So people yeah. just do it so differently. Yeah. I think when I was starting out, I was like super self-conscious. So I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want fucking anyone there that I know. Because you're afraid of the bomb. You yeah. don't want that to be known. Yeah. Of course, man. Yeah. I want, you know, I want my friends to come when I'm like rehearsed, you know? Yeah. I wanted to, to be go. like comfortable and like have people at the club know me and yeah. then my, inviting my friends to join what we were doing. I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's interesting. I met you as a stand-up. That's how I saw you because I was like, oh, this is one of the guys that's already done it, even though it had only been a couple of times. Right. 
but like your website says, FabioDoesThings.com, yeah. that doesn't lie. And it does so not. you do a lot of things. And so if you're going to meet someone at a party and they say, what do you do? In what order do you say the things that you do? I was talking about this with a friend not too long ago. I think it's funny how we like let our jobs kind of define who we are. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when people are like, what do you do? It's kind of, well, it's kind of a boring question, but yeah. um, I think what they're like getting at is like, oh, what do you do for a living, right? Yeah, how do so you get I, paid? Yeah, yeah. And I, I've made some... I've made some dollars off of doing comedy, but like, I think I'd feel inclined to be like, oh, I work in advertising. And that's what you do first. That's what you'd say. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they want. That's what they're assuming you're going to answer with. Yeah, I guess. So I'd be like, oh, I do this for a living. And they're like, okay. And then I'd try to find a way to be like. I do some hacky sacking too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a hacky sacker. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I. Yeah, I'd probably start with that, and then okay. I'd be like, hey, I also do stand-up comedy on, okay. the, on the side, and they'd be like, oh, now you're interesting. You know yeah, I mean? yeah it's for kinda, sure. That's kind of how it goes. It seems like that's most of my conversations now. Not that I don't like to- always talking about comedy, but yeah. uh, even at work yesterday, some guys like stopped talking, like stopped me to come talk to them, and then they were showing me videos of British stand-ups. I'm like, okay, I have to go to like my desk. I can't <laughs> be watching you recommending me different comedians. Yeah, like, yeah. I get this a lot, too. Like, for your next bit, mm-hmm. you should do this for a bit. Oh, that's a bit. Like, Every, I constantly am. Uh, yeah, like, I'll make the fucking jokes, right? Yeah. Like, I'm never going to do anyone. <laughs> I have to just, like, say something and then have a person laugh at me. Okay, hold on. Let me write that down. Yeah. That's, that's basically how it works. Is that how you write your material? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I try to sit down and do it, but it's usually just a bunch of notes that I have in my phone, and I try to, like, see, okay, what are all these different notes that I have that were funny, and how can I expand upon them? Yeah, I used to, like, when I was... F- I don't know if this happened to you, but I used to like force myself to come up with a premise. Oh really? And okay. I'm like, this isn't funny. This isn't funny. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to like stop thinking about it altogether. And then mm-hmm. that's when I started writing material. Yeah. It's when I was like completely took my mind off of it. And I would have just like a stupid thought and I'd be like, okay, this is now a note in my phone. I'm going to yeah. make this a note in my phone as opposed to like sitting down with a pen and paper and being like, well, I don't know. Like, you know, is a, yeah, exactly. What's yeah. the deal with the, you know what <laughs> this I mean? This random like, subject. Like yeah. I've seen another yeah. person's notebook and it's very interesting. It's like a look in their mind. And yeah. one person in the auto has seen, she had uh, each page had a different kind of subject. And then every time she'd come up with a new thing of that subject, she'd go back in and kind of add a bubble to it. Interesting. And I was like, oh wow. So you have all this food stuff or sex stuff or travel or all wow, different pages. Yeah. And that's how she was living. I was like, whoa, I would never think, my brain doesn't work that way, yeah. man. Like, uh, I've tried being like, okay, this is the topic, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, like restaurants or whatever. And then I'd sit down and be like, I can't think of a single fucking thing about mm-hmm. to, like, write a joke about something about a restaurant. Yeah. But then I'll, like, stop thinking about it, and then I'll, like, you know, it's, like, through experiences, I'll be like, that's pretty funny. I heard that that was an issue for Michelle Wolf, where she got really popular from the White House Correspondents' Dinner. So people are like, oh, this is a political comedian. Yeah. And she's like, no, that was just my subject of that night. I can do comedy about any subject. That's just what I was doing that night. Fair enough. But that's how everyone got to know her for the most part. Right. I was right. like, oh, that's interesting. Like she gets like kind of pigeonholed into what she gets most known as. And she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> but then but then there's an expectation, right? Because then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, now you're here's a Netflix special. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know anything about her. I've yeah. heard about that. But like, just, I'm just like... It, like if it's like oh here's a, Net- a Netflix special mm-hmm. then it's like do you feel forced to like write a an hour about like political yeah. stuff? Yeah, I think she wouldn't, but people would be like surprised and be like, "This is not what I wanted. I wanted the same character." Like yeah. how people would go to um, oh crap, what's Tobias's name from Arrested Development? Oh, um, uh, 
David uh, Cross. David Cross. David Cross. Uh, people would go to him and expect like stupid Tobias, and he's doing like really ranty, yeah. angry, like, weird. That's not dark who stuff. you are. Yeah, on TV. he's like, this is who I really am. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you actually didn't mention a couple other things that I w- would like to get to later, okay. but you're yeah, also yeah. like an actor and a writer and a filmmaker and a drummer. Like you have all these other like things, that, stuff that you do, and you didn't yeah. even mention those. You just went from your job to stand up. Yeah, I think. <sighs> For for most of my life, like I've been playing drums since I was like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. So like for most of my life, I would define myself creatively as like a drummer. Okay. So I'd be like, yeah, I'm in a band or whatever. Yeah. But like then I, I've always known I wanted to do stand-up. But since I started doing stand-up, I kind of, music kind of fell on the back burner and I started mm. focusing more on comedy. So I yeah. feel like that started to define me. Like, oh, now I'm a comedian. Yeah. Is um, that because it's easier to get stand-up stage time than band stage time because of just scheduling for everyone? It's uh, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Like so many things about being in a band is just so like you're relying on on the availabilities. First of all, the availability availabilities of like four or five other people. Yeah. On top of that, like creatively, it's like creative tug of war, right? Whereas with comedy, you're just like, I don't have to run this by anyone. I think this is funny. I'm gonna try it. Right? Yeah. It's like I don't need approval from anyone. It mm-hmm. comes from my mind to the page to the microphone. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of cool. And then, yeah, like stage time is like, there's so many independent shows like mm-hmm. for comedy and like, you can like throw your name down for a spot and get a spot. Mm-hmm. But with, with music, there's this kind of like weird rule where it's like, if you book a, say you're playing in like April, then the promoters in, in Ottawa, like they expect you to, I guess I understand it, but it's, I'm just saying that it's a lot different, but it's uh like, they prefer if you don't have any shows like, within a few weeks of that what? show because it, the thing is that it like it kills oh, your draw yeah right? okay so it's like oh come see my band and yeah then you sell all these tickets and then it's like oh, oh i'm wow. playing again in next week and yeah. i you have to sell all these tickets right okay I yeah think the expectation for when you're a comic is that you like not to draw as many people because there's mm-hmm. going to be asses and seats at a comedy club yeah whereas with music you got to get people to the venue to people that are fans of your band friends of friends yeah. stuff like that cousins cousins <laughs> A lot of guests. You know? Have you had shows where like your whole family's been out? Yeah, I used to tell my parents not to come to my band's shows because I'm like, it's a punk rock club. Like, yeah, you're, I don't want to be a fucking loser, you know. But uh, yeah, but that's interesting. Like just of that perspective, because I would I would be the same way. Kind of like when you're in high school or whatever, and you're walking to the mall with your parents, you're like, oh, this isn't cool. Everyone else is hanging out <laughs> with themselves. But I, one of my favorite auto bands is the New Swears, and their okay. parents go to every one of their shows and they like help sell the merch they're taking videos they're like wearing their logos like they love them and so it looks cool from that from the other perspective of not being the person you're like wow that's an awesome family dynamic of them being so into it i think it's different now mm-hmm. man because now if i think of, i haven't played a show with my band in mm-hmm. a while but now i'm like dude it'd be, now it'd, i think it'd be seen as a cool thing it's like yeah oh, man, that, that, my parents are here it's yeah like, oh man you're so cool <laughs> i don't know i think it would really vary i think it's yeah i don't know i don't know so one thing i wanted to talk to you about is because so for your job, you do a couple, or you've done a couple different things. Of are you a copywriter? Is that the name of your position? A creative director? So, I'm a copywriter by trade. Okay. So I took the advertising program yeah. at Algonquin. Okay. Uh, so I got into the industry as a as a writer, and then I kind of went. Uh, I worked for a video production company and mm-hmm. worked my way up from scriptwriter to creative director. Okay. And then uh, I am now with a different advertising agency where I am. I wear a lot of hats. Yeah. It's like I'm a, I'm a copywriter and content strategist, but I'm also like running the video side. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of different things that you're doing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So every day is so different. Yes. There's a lot of different types of clients and like mm-hmm. a bunch of different types of industries. And yeah. 
um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Like I'll be writing for like a tech company and then like in the afternoon I'll be like shooting a video for like, um, I don't know, like an architecture for, okay. right. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, I'm jumping back and forth. It's kind of like a documentary where anything can need an ad, any type of like subject. So there's so many different possibilities. Yeah. That's the cool thing about video or podcast is like talk about any subject. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so pretty you sweet. Be, you, every day, yeah, you could have a different thing. I have a couple of Mad Men quotes, if you don't mind. Oh, shit. And I'm going to okay. shoot these out. you see what you think about it. Have you watched Mad Men? I've seen... So when I... Uh, in 2010... Uh, fuck, I can't believe it's been 10 years. But when I started at Algonquin in the ad program, our profs were like, you got to watch Mad Men. Because yeah. I think that's when it was hot. That's when uh, the show Sure, was yeah, hot. around yeah. then, yeah. Yeah. So uh, to answer your question... No. Okay. Okay. Well, I have a couple of quotes from it. I'm a big I didn't fan do of my it. homework. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's such a good show. I'm surprised you haven't. Yeah. Um, so one quote. I think this was from Don Draper. Advertising is based on one thing: happiness. Advertising is based on one thing: happiness. Um, um, there's a there's a, a quote from a guy that I work with. He often says, "Advertising." I'm going to butcher the quote, but and I apologize if you ever listens to this. But it's something like, "Advertising is the truth told right." Okay. So it's like you find those like little truths about life, those things that like motivate people or like evoke emotion in people and you tell it the right way. Okay. So maybe that's okay. happiness. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. I, um, the next but one Don I Draper have... has way cooler hair. Yeah, okay. <laughs> than anyone I've ever met. So yeah, he does look cool on the outside. Yes. If you see these insides, it's a little dark. He's a bit um, of a piece of shit, isn't he? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next one is it's kind of similar, but it's phrased a little differently. Okay. You are the product. You feeling something. That's what sells. Yeah, I think that kind of ties into It's the same like, kind of thing of just like just really finding um, yeah, an emotion. And this other one, this one's from Roger Sterling, I think. When this job is good, it meets all your needs. When this job is good, it meets all your needs? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a weird. <laughs> that's so weird. vague. Yeah, I don't know. Is it about advertising? Um, I don't think it? that's about advertising. I think that's just because he's like a higher up guy in the company, more of a just a sleazy business guy. That happens to me in advertising. I don't know. I just <laughs> thought that was an interesting one. <laughs> when things are good, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a weird one. Yeah. Um, so kind of, I guess... Uh, I just want to go through a couple of your commercials if you don't mind. I've, I've watched Dude. your website has so many d- great things, and that's why it's so helpful Thanks, to be man. like, oh, like this is. I don't have to go too many different places to find <laughs> stuff about you because you just put it all right there. Yeah, it's all right there. Yeah. So kind of the the this is what sells like you feeling something. You have a RCMP PSA that yeah. it's kind of hard um, if you have like a buddy that's like smoking weed and driving, and they're like, oh, I. I'm not high anymore, or oh, I'm good at driving high. I like to tell them no. It gets, you're just like, and like nagging, and like it's it's like an awkward spot. So you guys, for this PSA, you had to be like, don't drive high, like don't break the law. Well, the angle you went to was much more of a making people feel something. So it's not like being saying no and wagging a finger. It's like, hey, you watch this story, yeah, and see how it goes. How did you come up with that concept, or what was that process like? Working for them was uh was a bit different than any kind of project i've worked on before just because of the level of involvement like they're very Mm -hmm. like meticulous okay and and, um uh like you can't say certain words okay like like uh the script originally said like oh i got something along i got into like a car accident and Mm -hmm. the the client was like no you can't say accident you have to say like crash or something Mm -hmm. because something okay yeah something intelligent that i can't remember sure but um uh so yeah so they were like we need a psa about like uh, impaired driving and stuff like that so we were like we can do like a typical like don't drive high because it's bad but like we wanted to tell like the the personal story Mm -hmm. of someone i completely made that story up yeah um 
and I had to go to a really dark place to do it. <laughs> no, I just fucking started writing. But like I wrote that and uh, yeah, I wanted to tell like a, a realistic story about something that could happen to to people, you know? Um, so kind of what you just said, you just made it up. So yeah, yeah. you you have um, one for Protiva and one for Fullscript. They use kind of the same kind of makeup of you have an animated character. I'm very per- unoriginal, Ryan. Okay. No, but it's interesting. Of like you, I need had, like, you to understand that. No, but it works. <laughs> you you have an animated character that you make up. You're like, she's like, my doctor says use this product. So she she doesn't have a doctor. <laughs> she's so, an animated yeah, character. Yeah, and so that's so clever of like just having this. And then you use then another one. You had a guy, person be like, my friend, Doctor Raul. It's like, oh, so you have a buddy <laughs> we could trust. And then then they're a doctor, so they're super smart. And right. So that's an interesting use of right. like, hey. You could trust these people even if there's no doctor. It's like, use this product because my friend said to, and yeah. he's a fucking genius. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an interesting... How'd you learn that trick? Or um, uh, You just have seen a lot of commercials? Or you're just I like, guess, okay, this happens a lot? Yeah, I don't really... Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I don't just, know. It's the, a good tactic. For an animated character to come up with it, like, oh, hey, I got a buddy. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're a buddy. You're not real. <laughs> I have my, I have a buddy. Uh, he's a Simpson. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, uh, I, I don't really know. There's no, like, formula to that. I just kind of do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think the last one I had was actually you were in a couple, um, you were active also. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing for comedians because doing stand-up is a mix of like performing and writing. Yeah. So, so comedians can be actors, but it's harder for sometimes actors to be comedians because they're not usually writing a lot of their own stuff. So Fair. it's cool to see you I never thought about that, in yeah. stuff like that where uh, I watched your like Chio Dream Home. I'm like, oh, and there's Alice, Alice <laughs> yeah. Howard, because yeah, I heard yeah. she got that role, but I didn't know that you were in the same one with her. I'm like, oh, that's so cool to see you two together in this project. That was a fun shoot. Yeah. So my buddy, um, he works, I, he does video production and he's he messaged me a few months ago and he was like, hey man, I had this like chio spot that i wrote it was actually three chio spots and he's mm. like I, he's like i think that you'd be great like can you lend some of your uh, your time and uh can you recommend someone else to like to like uh, nice, the spot yeah. and i was like yeah for sure so so alice and i kind of worked on that together back in september and that was super cool that yeah. was fun it was a lot of fun uh, there's a lot of like freedom on set to just like ad lib and like okay, we had to cool. stick to the script like yeah. to hit the selling points so to speak but um there was a lot of like, there was a lot of freedom to just kind of mess around. Like if you do a couple of takes and then they're totally. like, oh, that was really good. Right. We will keep that. Cause like that was just fun for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I find like a lot of directors and this is kind of like my style too with actors. Like when I'm working with actors, like I, I, giving them the freedom to play around, mm-hmm. like jump off the page and not yeah. stick to the script. That's usually when you get like those fun little moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? So definitely. And so that's a super helpful thing when you're directing is you've also acted. So you know what you like. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And like, I, I always think that like, directors should take acting classes Mm because like if you're working with those people you have to be able to like understand them right that was the best thing about my program was in the first like month in the studio class every person to do every role of the studio so that way later when you're doing your three that you want you're like okay i have to appreciate what these other people have to go through and all the people that are coming at a director (laughs) with all their different things yeah super helpful and like it's like it's kind of like uh you know, you, you teach people the way you want to be taught. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the same kind of mentality. Yeah. So another one that you were in was the, the A and W commercial. And I, those commercials are so funny cause I've, <laughs> I've watched them so often and they're like, these are real people. And I'm like, okay, actors are real people no, too. So it's clever real that they're saying these are real people. And then I see you and I'm like, okay, finally I have the proof. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Uh, that was a weird one. That was a weird one. I, um, uh, they didn't tell us what the 
no what the thing was okay. we were at the, the the museum of nature like sitting okay. in like a room like a bunch there was like 30 to 40 people and then like the person came in with a headset and a clipboard and she was like uh you you come here or whatever so they shot like they shot segments with the a&w guy with yeah. like 50 people oh wow 40 some people okay and only like i don't know a dozen or so of us made it into the final cut so. wow it was cool, man. It was uh, yeah. it was funny because yeah, like I said, they didn't tell us what the spot was. Yeah. So like we were like they're like putting makeup on me and they're like, okay, you're gonna walk through these doors when we yell action and you just react naturally. And I was like, well, now I'm fucking terrified. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, That's interesting. Yeah. So so in a way, it's kind of like like authentic reactions, yeah. but like for sure, they're everybody in those commercials yeah. knows that they're there for a commercial yeah and they're trying to be good and not be like this is terrible this is great <laughs> yeah it's like this, this, you're not gonna make the cut there's not like a little round dude running up to them with a tray of hamburgers like from across the street you know what i mean like hey so, they wouldn't keep in those takes people like, get away from me yeah <laughs> they're like you fucking creep yeah no it's uh it's, it's so yeah so that's, for some reason that just reminded me of like having to like give you like an emotion it reminded me of that seinfeld episode where kramer's in la and he's like they're using with all those other like background actors and they're like okay be scared and they're all like, ah. they're like i'll be dancing or do all the different like just whatever like scenes and emotions yeah yeah, yeah. those are pretty funny yeah so also with uh so those are more commercial stuff that you work on yeah. in different ways but you also do a bunch of short films and you just finished doing your fifth one yeah so uh um uh, having like worked in video production, I've mm-hmm. kind of built like a pool of resources yeah. and, and just like knowing people in the Ottawa film yeah. community. Um, so I built kind of like a pool of resources of like videographers, cinematographers, um, sound people. Uh, so I kind of back in 2016, I, I was like, you know what? I, I have all the tools mm-hmm. at my fingertips. So why not just like try to make my own thing? So you guys, are you from a group, a specific group though? Because like I see a lot of like the same actors, and I, yeah, you guys all use each other in each other's products or projects, and so I think that's so cool to see like how Martin Scorsese uses like Leo or all these people, like directors work with the same people. So like, I know I can trust them, and we work, we have a good time yeah. together. So who needs to try someone else? Or but in a good way, use the same like Peter. Peter Chow. Chow. Yeah. Chow. Yeah. I've seen him in a couple of your things and that's cool to see like, yeah, I'm basically, yeah, I am. I, you're right, Ryan. I am the Martin Scorsese yeah. of short films. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we like, I mean, it's, you work with people that you like mm-hmm. and that you trust. And then from there you kind of, um, well for me, like, I started writing scripts with certain actors in mind. That's what I was wondering. Okay. Having known them from either seeing their audition tapes or working in, in, in video production or from having worked with them on short films Mm -hmm. before. So yeah. So I got my first one off the ground. I did that. And then from there I was like, Oh, I should like, I had an idea for another story and I wrote that and I was like, so-and-so should be in it because I I know they're good. Right. Yeah. And it kind of just goes from there. Um, and are these just are these passion projects or are they like funded 100%. by oh, okay cool you're, produ- you're producing it all yourself people yeah. bringing their own cameras and lights and yeah so i have some of my own equipment but um it's crazy man like the film community in ottawa like people just want to get involved yeah, like i'll put awesome. out like a, i'll put out like a, a thing on the ottawa um filmmaker community mm-hmm. i'll be like hey you know it's like a volunteer thing because yeah. there's, it's a no budget film and people yeah. are like i'll get tons of messages and you yeah. just be like oh because actors want they want to do stuff things for have, their reel yeah right for sure. or like cinematographers want more stuff to add to their reel so like yeah. it's a really like collaborative thing and i'm like i'm not gonna pay you because i don't like have the money to mm-hmm. but like if you want to if you don't want to i totally yeah. understand yeah but if you do i'd love to work with you on this and yeah. we're like no no fuck yeah 100 percent. i'll like when are we shooting i'm yeah. like uh, 6 a.m like cool man i'll be there at 5 30 i'm like okay yeah <laughs> cool. yeah that's awesome yeah it's kind of like this like just doing this for fun and for free i'm just like i'm happy oh, yeah. to do it it's great, man. It's just, yeah. I think that I think it's uh, uh, it's great to um, to like 
have that sense of community mm-hmm. like in any sort of like art form in Ottawa I think that's awesome yeah. uh, and you see it in different ways like within, within the comedy community and you see it in different ways you see it uh, with the film community in different ways but I think it's as a whole it's like really inclusive and, and fun I think it's cool. I, I heard someone describe the reason like the comedy one is so cool is because we're not all saying when we're going to get together. It just happens on different nights. I love and, that. And so it just, you're going to see people or you won't and you're at different times. Uh, yeah. I think it's so cool. I love that about the, the comedy community. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, what day is it today? I'm not doing anything. It's a Thursday. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go to this show. Yeah. And you just walk in, you don't text anyone like, Hey, you going to the show tonight? You yeah. just walk in. It's like, Oh, Hey, what's up, man? It's like, Hey, how you been? It's yeah, like, exactly. It's such a, like a family. There's going to be a dozen of people there and you probably you know. know most of them or 100%. you're going to meet someone new. That's weird and cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like any night of the week. Like I remember yeah. when I first started going, I was like any night of the week whenever I was bored and like mm-hmm. I didn't want to just sit on my couch and be like, yeah. I'm going to pop by the show and have a beer yeah. or five with so-and-so. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, it's, yeah, it's great. And then you might even go up. And I might even go up. You might yeah. even get a spot. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking awesome. Some shows now have two lot of spots. Like, yeah. oh my God, that's, that's, that's a lot awesome. of opportunity if you're not, you're not booked. If you're not booked and you're not doing anything, you're like, yeah. And you have like a new bet. You're like, I'm going to go stop by this show and try to get up. Yeah. So for your short films, I, uh, I found an interesting uh, connection between all of them is kind of like Tarantino, Coen Brothers. Usually, a scene of violence. I am like the Tarantino. No, are, are those inspirations <laughs> for for you? Like, there, there's some really violent scenes in them. In my movies, yeah, yeah. Um, and are those, like, where does that come from? Is that your love of like Stephen King? Like, you love horror, right? How did you find my short films? Uh, did you dig your them website up? or oh, okay. something? Because I, I thought know. I made them. I thought I took them down. I'm not sure, but I found them. <laughs> Fuck, man, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. You're hacking into the mainframe. Eh? Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, uh, sorry, what was the question? Am I? I just where's where's your inspiration coming from for those type of things? Um, are you watching a lot of movies and you're like, okay, I want to do something around this subject, or do you come up with the idea and you're like, oh, I guess this just happens to be there, and I've just noticed that connection. I don't typically like violence. Like I have okay. like a like I'm pretty sensitive to that sure. stuff with like TV and movies and okay. stuff. Like uh, some scenes in like Tarantino movies. Like, mm-hmm. I watched Casino recently, okay. by Scorsese. Yeah, and I was like, it's fucking graphic, man. Mm-hmm. Like it actually like kind of like upset me. Oh, you know? wow. like like it was like uh, it's really graphic. So I, I don't do particularly well with like that stuff which mm-hmm. is kind of why i don't really like horror film uh, it's weird i'm okay. kind of all over the place i thought you did okay but you're like but okay. I, I love yeah i love like stephen king yeah. books okay where, like i'm in control of the visual <laughs> yeah thing, right? okay to for a certain sure. extent mm-hmm. um but yeah so i don't particularly like like uh gratuitous violence and like seeing like i don't i don't like it when it's done just for shock mm-hmm. i think if it's done tastefully yeah and if the story warrants it like if, if anything's done that doesn't progress like doesn't move the story forward then i don't really see a point in it so um i in my movies i try to use it as like to make a point not to mm-hmm. like shock people or have it be about that necessarily it's just happening during it okay exactly and so you've sometimes casted yourself as like smaller roles in it can you imagine casting yourself as the main character in one or is that too much like having to be involved in like so many different things of directing and uh acting in it yeah i um the first my first short film i wasn't supposed to be in it um Mm. but the actor canceled literally like five minutes before we were okay i was like where the fuck is he and then i called him and he gave me like 19 excuses he's like yeah my dog died and my car crashed (laughs) and my uh, I'm out of town and I'm like just pick, oh, wow. just pick yeah. one just pick one <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. um, so I learned I had to learn the lines that I wrote wow um, uh, which was weird and then so I stepped in and did that and oh, then okay. I was like it was fine because it was like one small scene yeah 
but then the the second film I ever did, um, I wrote a part that I was thinking of for someone else, but then they told me sort of last minute ish that they couldn't do it. Mm. So I was like, "Fuck, I gotta step in again." So it's out of necessity. So it's okay. It's it was out of necessity wow. both times. Yeah. But then I was like, I kind of like doing yeah. this uh, in theory. But then when I got on set that day for my second short film, and I was like trying to direct mm-hmm. and That's, trying to learn yeah, exactly. my lines and stuff like that, that doesn't seem possible. I didn't to like it. do a good job at both. Yeah. And when I watched like the, when I was editing the movie, uh, my second short film, I was like kind of cringing at my performance because I knew what I was thinking in those moments and it wasn't about the scene. I was thinking about being behind the camera. So it was very, like a very stiff performance. Are they even recording right now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All these different things. Is this for nothing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, How do I look? Yeah. I'm worthless. This sucks. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so no, I wouldn't do that again, which I, so I didn't, I'm not in my, my latest movie. Okay. I was 100% behind the camera. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for your one that's called Stay Abandoned, mm-hmm. you have a, a young woman who hates her like well-paying job and her parents uh, and other people in her life aren't supporting her wanting to be an artist. Yeah. Is any of that coming from write what you know or is that, again, just you're making up a story that you think people, or where's that coming from? Uh, I was in a very dark place then, right? Okay. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's like a part, a kind of like a part of my experiences or my life ish mm-hmm. in my short yeah. films um uh so yeah i think a small part of it was like maybe um you're gonna make me cry no i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm fine i'm fine uh was um feeling maybe like sometimes i have like self-doubt like even when i'm doing like comedy or if i'm doing mm-hmm. music i'm like am, am i pursuing this for nothing so I yeah think that story kind of stemmed from that just sure. this kind of feeling of like oh i want to do this really fun creative thing but like is it worth it yeah so maybe sometimes i didn't support myself kind of okay thing. so i think that's kind of what inspired that story oh, and wow. then i was okay. like well i can't make the main character a dude because then people are gonna figure it out you know? yeah that's so funny <laughs> like, i can't be me <laughs> i have to cast uh, a woman for the lead role it looks nothing like you <laughs> okay, there's no connection at all fabiola yeah yeah so yeah uh, and then you had the one after, I don't know about the order, I don't think. Is this the one after Every Measure? That so the, Stay Abandoned my second one. Every yeah. Measure is uh, my third. fourth oh, one. Oh, okay. I had, a, I had like a four-minute short in between them called okay. Taper. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and for Every Measure, that's kind of an interesting thing of like the importance of uh, music. And yeah. uh, you heard the, what's the name of the condition that the girl gets in it it's called cognitive amusia okay and you just heard that on a podcast and we're like that's a great idea Dude. just to make it a story that's, that's cool because it's not a very common one no and I, like i so i heard did you listen to uh it's a podcast uh it's also a radio show it's alan cross the ongoing history of new music with alan no. cross okay so like he had this whole segment on like uh like brain f- functions i'm a fucking idiot uh, brain okay. things okay. brain things in association with music and one of them was this like thing called cognitive amusia where people are either born with it or yeah. they uh, they experience it after serious head trauma mm-hmm. and they're they are unable to distinguish musical notes and, and i was a, like that doesn't make any sense but it was so fascinating yeah more research on it and it's like they do they literally can't hear music it's and did so that weird. scare you where you're like what would that happen to you because of your love of music no, because I just bang things with sticks. Okay. So I was like, whatever. It's going to sound like noise anyways. But I just thought it was such a fascinating thing. I was like, how is that even possible? To Wow, yeah. And then, like, so I read more about it. And it's like, oh, if you play, like, a chord on a key, on a piano, like, they literally just hear racket. And I'm like, that's so strange. 
how the wow. brain works. So I just thought it was cool. And then I was like, what if that happened to someone who was a music teacher who like relied on that for a living? Yeah. And then so that's how that story came about. Yeah, that's super cool. But that's how you describe your drumming is you bang things with sticks. Like, <laughs> haven't you heard the description of like drummers have to like, cause, because you're like thinking of doing so many things at the same time, right? You're like doing two things at, at once. Yeah. Like there's something about your brain that's different in the way that you're creative or you don't connect mm, to anything like that. Maybe. Okay. I, yeah. You just look at it as you're banging things with sticks. I mean, there's a sense of like rhythm and like, mm. um, like, um, time to it. But I found out like from being in those recording studios that, Apparently, I always play ahead of like the click track, the metronome. Oh, really? Okay. Every like every engineer that I've ever worked with has been like, you know, that you like rush the notes, right? Oh, like wow. you play ahead of the click. And okay. I was like, oh, so I, maybe I should just, you know, mm. not play drums anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you love it. I love like, it. It's yeah, just it's so fun. much fun. It's super fun. It's also the most fucking frustrating thing I've ever done. Um, it's it's hard. It's hard yeah. to play the drums, man. That, that's like, what I've heard. Uh, I've played some rock band. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> They're not color coded. <laughs> no, like the, no, that would be like difficult. The marketing companies <laughs> yeah. make it out to me. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because when when rock band first came out and like I I suck terribly at it, people were like, "Aren't you a drummer?" Yeah. I was like, it's different, right? Yeah. <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch that Fred Armisen special uh, stand up for drummers? Yeah, and it 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 uh, that was right before I did stand up for the first time oh, okay. that I saw it. Oh wow! And so I was like, maybe I should do comedy slash drum stuff. Oh, this guy's on some kind of vehicle. He's what's you? No, he's mm, trying to grab some books mm, with a fucking forklift. Yeah, I guess it's high up. Maybe he's coming to stop us. Yeah, he's like, I don't know, he's getting closer and closer. I'm not going to look at him. Okay, yeah, I mean, he's either. coming up right behind. Uh, us. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, I guess. Um, so. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great special. Love yeah, it. yeah. Is it made just for you? <laughs> like I stand it's, up and drum lover. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, "There's no fucking way this is a real thing." Yeah. Uh, have you seen it? No, I don't think I would enjoy it. Yeah, he does. It's not all just. Okay. It's, yeah, he does like he doesn't like stand up about like other stuff. But okay. Yeah, he does a lot of like drumming specific. It's very niche. It sounds like, like it. Here's 15 minutes on drum jokes. It's like what? But you really liked it because it was for you. I thought it was funny, but I was also like, I've realized that if I was watching this with a group of people, I would be the only one laughing, right? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And then you wouldn't because you're like, yeah, I gotta keep this in. <laughs> that does happen when I put my symbol on the stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I've heard you say somewhere that. Um, the best stories are about people, right? And so have you yeah. done any documentary type things about people? Have you, you? You've done your research on me, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I was doing an interview on Rogers TV uh, for Every Measure, mm-hmm. and uh, and I said that. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking, I'm scared. <laughs> Is my family safe? Should I call them? Um, I don't know where they live. <laughs> I don't know where you live. I don't believe you. <laughs> um, uh no, I've never done a documentary. No, it seems like that'd be something you're into. Yeah, um, I've thought about just it. Just because like your things, yeah, are so about stories and people. I just don't know if I'd be able to do the topic justice. Oh, no matter what it is. <laughs> yeah, you're just in general. I like to you stay couldn't away. <laughs> make do justice to anything. I like to stay away from topics. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I, uh, uh, I've thought about it. I don't know. I haven't found like a subject that I that I'm really passionate about. I'm passionate about a lot of things, but something that I'd want to like. If I, I'll say it this way: if I did do one, I'd want to do it properly, and I don't think that I have the energy to to do that much research and work. At but the you did for that cognitive whatever thing that. i wrote that movie in a day you oh know? really like, okay <laughs> no it was three okay but um uh yeah yeah i don't know 
You want to collaborate on a documentary sometime? Sure. I don't have a subject right now, but I, I have a bunch of, of notes. I'll pitch you one. I'll pitch you okay. one. Okay. Okay. So I was thinking about doing one about um, how there's, it's it's a, more tailored to me, but you can help me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's about how there's like, you know, nonnas, like Italian grandmothers. Sure. Okay. Um, uh, I feel like, you know, like they're kind of all dying out a little bit. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty dark. But like, there's not going to be many nunnas left. Like after this generation of nunnas, that's it. Like the people that immigrated to Canada, right? Okay. So I was thinking about starting a documentary interviewing nunnas. There'd have to be a lot of subtitles because you don't understand what the fuck they're yeah. saying. But uh, it would be called Yes or Nonna. <laughs> You're wow. in, I can tell. Yeah, uh, that sounds in. good okay. to me. Okay, we'll I think we'll my, um, my uncle just became a no-no. Mm-hmm. And so we got a sweater that says no-no, like 2019. He's got that for Christmas. That's great. Yeah. That's great. He's, he's loving it. Yeah. <laughs> Being a no-no. No-no life. These uh, these guys are unpacking things on a forklift. Oh, that's what they're doing right beside us, and they haven't said a damn thing to us. Yeah, th- this is a really good spot choice. It's I love the, the. I might move in block. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if they have beds here, but you could probably stack a couple of these or just put a couple of these chairs together. Yeah, I'm just not gonna leave. <laughs> that's my plan. Um, so for stand up, did you were you going to shows before? Like, how many shows did you go to, or how did you? think that you like you could do this it's weird like i remember writing jokes when i was like a little kid oh wow like my my cousin showed me like the eddie murphy specials wow when I was a kid. yeah okay and then he also showed me like the pablo francisco comedy network special which, okay like i thought was the funniest thing and then i remember being like a little bit older like a teenager and my cousins in sudbury showed me like a dane cook special and mm-hmm. i was like these people can just be funny on stage like yeah. that's what i want to do right okay I used to, like, wow. perform when i was a kid like when my parents had friends over i'd like put like a plunger on my face and like pretend what? to be like yeah i was a fucking sicko <laughs> But like a used plunger, eh, I don't want to talk about pretty that. Pretty new. I shouldn't have said that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> anyways, um, I was a fucked up kid, and I was like, I can be a fucked up adult for money. Yeah. Sometimes that's kind of cool, or for fun, mm-hmm. all, mo- all the time, most of the time. Um, that's pretty cool. And so I um uh I remember like wanting to do it from a young age, but then when I lived in Toronto was when I actually started like relig- okay. religiously going to shows. Just to watch and see what it was like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because there's so many in Toronto. Oh, right? Yeah. Okay. So I would just go and like check it out and like talk to some of the comics, mm-hmm. and then wh- I remember one time, the first time I actually technically ever did stand up, I was at one of those shows. It was a super small bar. There was like seven people there, and uh, somebody. Came, I was having a beer at the at the bar watching the show, and someone came up to me with like a clipboard, and they're like, "Hey, are you? Did you want to put your name in?" And I was like, "Ah!" Uh, and I panicked, and I was yeah. like, "Yes." Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went up and did like five minutes of nothing because you weren't prepared like you didn't know you were going up no just... but i did i went up nice. i think i had one like premise and i started i said it okay i just said it into the microphone and yeah. people were kind of smiling and nodding i was like all right yeah. i got this i yeah. got this this guy's buying a chair that's a good chair oh yeah um uh yeah so so uh so i did five minutes of like nothing and then i was like talking to some of the comics after the show and they're like yeah man you should come you should come back next week you're a natural I was like, oh, nice. natural i didn't say a fucking <laughs> joke so that's when I kind of got like the 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 confidence to do it. What was that first premise? Uh, it was about how, um, uh, like, like, t- like the frenulum is like what they call penis tissue. Okay. But I always thought that that was Kleenex, right? Okay. So yeah, <laughs> started talking about that. Okay. It's not great. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's <laughs> where you, it's what you needed. Yeah. To get started, yeah. So you just finished your newest short film, Closing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what's called. Closing. Yeah. And how did that go? Uh, 
it went well. We shot it in a day. It was like 15 hour shoot. Okay. Uh, it was great, man. Yeah. I got to work with some people that I'd worked, uh, on some short films that my director of photography was like, a, he's like a horror film director. Okay. And this is like a dark comedy. So he brought <laughs> his kind of like, uh, expertise to the, to the picture, yeah. which was cool. Um, it was fun. Yeah. It was a long day. Really rewarding. Uh, got to work with really funny actors, yeah. um, uh, who had like great instincts and just kind of, like I said, straight from the page improv. Cool. Yeah. Improvised, not improv. Uh, and, um, and, uh, it was good, man. I'm in the editing Sweet. process now. So there's a cool mix. Cause yeah, I think a lot of your things are kind of along the same lines of like, uh, horror and comedy have a cool mix of grounding something in reality like something absurd in reality. I'm yeah. like, there's a killer or there's a crazy premise. And then, <laughs> and then you're able to flip it. And yeah. so there's a cool, like, that's like, I guess probably one of my favorite genres. Uh, com- horror comedy. Horror like, comedy. I love that. There's just such a, like, there's so many times I've like read a Stephen King book. I'm like laughing out loud at something crazy that's going on or whatever. He's uh he's got a, he's got a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. You should follow him on Twitter. He's pretty oh, okay. funny on Twitter. I don't yeah. use Twitter too often, but same here. I, but I should. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> He's got some good tweets. Yeah. What is what is your favorite movie? Was my favorite movie? Uh, Pulp I'm asking Fiction. a fucking question. Though. Okay. Right? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a huge Tarantino fan. Nice. And so I love most of his movies. I think the only one I wouldn't fully recommend is Death Proof, but that's because oh, yeah. it's like made for that like type of thing of what it was, like Grindhouse. Like it's made to be with Planet Terror. So. Yeah, I saw that in theaters. I oh, snuck yeah? into that. Okay. When I was a teenager. Yeah. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, and I watched it again like a couple months ago. Okay. I, I I quite enjoy it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's the only one that I would say like I'm not a huge fan of, but like I'm just like I loved like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have to watch it I again. That was great. I thought it was great. I've never seen Jackie Brown. Okay, that one's good too. But um, yeah, and I uh, fuck this guy's like really considering buying that chair. You should buy it. You should buy that chair. Um, I've never seen Jackie Brown, but I've heard good things. Yeah, it's yeah. good. What about you? My favorite, favorite movie, movie yeah. of all time. Yeah. Um. Uh, I like Die Hard. Die Hard. I just watched it again, or some of it. No, I watched the documentary. That's what I call watching again. That's a great. I watched the documentary, and then as I was on TV, like on Christmas, I was like, yeah, I'll watch a little bit of this. Yeah, and then yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, I know little parts of it now. It's cool, eh? Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, have you seen Blow with Johnny? No, Depp? I haven't. Okay, that's one of my favorite movies. Okay, yeah. The movie's about cocaine. Uh, no, it's about a hair dryer. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's about cocaine. It's a, it's about um, George Young, I think his name is, and he was like responsible, like pretty had a pretty big part in uh, like in the eighties, like bringing cocaine to America. Okay, but uh, it's great. It just like from acting, um, pacing, story, cinematography, it's got like for me, it's got all the elements of a good movie in it. So okay, cool. The music's great, and yeah. Uh, reminds me of like Cocaine Cowboys. Do you watch those? No, what's that? Oh, it's a documentary about like the rise of like cocaine in Florida. So that like that money went to like the entire like sky skyline of Miami. Like the cocaine money went to that. And but there was this woman named the Godmother, and just about like all the crazy things she would do. Yeah. And uh, it was just a, it was such a crazy documentary that was so popular. They would find it in drug dealers like DVD, <laughs> like like after they would bust them. In and their the, DVD players? In their DVD players, yeah. They would find the DVD of it in their players. They're like, oh, these guys must have never watched the end of the movie because they all get busted. <laughs> so <laughs> these guys were loving the idea of like the beginning of it where everything's so cool and everyone's having a great time, but <laughs> they never got to the end where it's like, oh, then they all went to jail yeah. or died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and these guys yeah. were like, wow, this is, this is hard. This is hard. <laughs> this is a great life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think we're almost near like the end, but I just want to talk a little bit about your band. It's yeah. called the Fat Fast Asleep? No. Yeah, so yeah. we were the Fast Asleep. 
then we there was a metal band in Santa Monica, I believe. Okay. Called Fast Asleep. Okay. And we're like, let's just keep the name. What's yeah. the ba-? and then we like search them and they have like sixty something thousand. Oh. And like a record deal, so we're like, ah, oh, we suck. So okay. let's change it. So we change it to the Fast Asleep. Oh, okay. Uh, but we're kind of like not doing anything anymore no. yeah it kind of fell apart like our, our our guitarist moved to montreal and for a while we were like we'll make it work so he'd come down every couple of weekends and we would write or like rehearse or like play a show uh but it just wasn't sustainable can you fall asleep fast uh i can fucking fall asleep right now yeah i should probably go to the doctor okay i i never feel rested no nope i could sleep eight nine hours i'll wake up and i'll be like I'm exhausted. Maybe you should get a tattoo on your face that says always tired. That, yeah. And then nickname myself the godmother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. 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 Why, where does that come from? The fastest sleep. Yeah. Uh, so Matt, uh, the singer, he was over one time when we were thinking about starting a band and he was playing a song. He's like, yeah, we could try this song I wrote. And then he was playing it. And one of the lines in the oh, song okay. is fast asleep, something, something. And I was like, that would be a cool band name. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. So we call it fast asleep. I, one of my best friends, I also was roommates with, would always fall asleep in the middle of every show or movie. He would fall asleep in the movie theater. And I'm like, God, what? Are this yeah, just, that's just straight up disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just wouldn't care. And, I don't know. I was like, I was kind of jealous sometimes. I'd be like, oh, I'm just now. I'm just awake watching Always Sunny that I've already seen a million times. <laughs> that we're doing that together. I've fallen asleep one time in a movie. Yeah, I've come real close other times. Like I remember one time I was watching like the Wolverine movie. Mind okay. you, it's a shit movie, but I was the like, new one. Logan the, or no, no X Men Origins? Yeah, yeah, X Men Origins. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that's terrible. Mm-hmm. So like I was struggling to stay awake in that one. But I fell asleep during the Matrix Revolutions. Okay. But I was like 12. You know sure. what I mean? And we went to like the 9 p.m. show. I was like, this is fucking late. I'm tired. Have you fallen asleep in class? I have never, ever fallen asleep in class. Not not a single time. Have I did you? once. Yeah. It was, I was in Saturday class. And it was my first semester of, uh, of college. And... I was just so tired. It was like eight in the morning on a Saturday. I was like, <laughs> I fell asleep. And someone was like, wake him up. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I called my teacher mom once. Yeah, I've done that to my boss. <laughs> that. <laughs> like I said, ma. And then I stopped myself. And then I'm like, oh, we all heard that, right? Oh, <laughs> I'm damn. Like, That's not. You didn't even get the. the no, I didn't. I got. I, I just got part with you. I'm like, oh, we all know where that was going. <laughs> that oh, was damn. a mistake. I was full on like, okay, mom. <laughs> yeah. Like I was. Like, I think it was a like, K. I was like, okay, mom. And everyone started laughing, and I was like, fuck. Yeah, that's that funny how that can happen. I graduated, though. I made that's it, baby. Good. Yeah. I'm here in Staples, baby. Yeah, here you are. This is what it all led to. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so yeah, I think we're going to end this. And so the way that we end is by you getting to pick which way we end. So here are five options, and let me know uh, which of those you like. Um, do I just say them out loud? You right just now? say the one that you, you want to do. Uh, and I'll explain what that one is. Uh, if I remember. Uh, what about uh, Death Row? Sounds okay. good. Death Row. All right. So you're on Death Row. Okay. Uh, what's your last meal? That's that's what that one is. Oh, that's fun. Uh, what's my last meal? It could be whatever you want. From wherever, whoever makes it. It could be, let's say, a decent-sized plate. You can get a couple of good things on there. A couple of things? Yeah. Okay. I would do... Uh, so it'd be a, it would be a plate. Mm-hmm. A pretty sizable plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd have uh, decadent chocolate chip cookies. Oh, we're starting with dessert. That's, that's oh, dude, it starts. You can have dessert also. Okay, but. it starts and ends with dessert. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, okay. 
because this, this is what you want to eat for your last meal. It could be whatever you want. It's what I want. What I want to eat for every meal. It's decadent <laughs> chocolate chip cookies, and then to the right of that, there's going to be some double stuffed Oreos, nice. and then uh, and then uh, maybe some uh, cherry blasters. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then uh, I'd probably have like a chocolate milkshake, and maybe like a pint of beer. Nice. Because I want to shit my pants when I'm dying. Well, that's going to happen no matter what. <laughs> but you want to make sure it's like the good stuff. <laughs> I want to make sure it's the good stuff. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Fabio, thank you so much for coming on this Ryan, podcast. I appreciate it so much. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, we didn't have too much trouble in here. I think this was a good call behind this nice. We didn't have trouble uh, at all. Yeah. There was at one point, like I don't know, 10 minutes ago, there was a guy like literally a foot behind you being yeah. like, yeah, it's a pretty comfy chair. It's like, yeah, and it's on sale. Like they were having a full-on discussion, and yeah. the guy just kept looking at us and smiling. He didn't say shit. So I think it was a success. This guy's gonna kick us out now, though. Uh, that's okay. I don't think he is. We're gonna be able to end this with no problems. Right. I'll stop talking. All right. Thanks, Goodbye. Man. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye.